Well, what's up? I'm your boy, Khalif. And I'm your girl, Jamise. And welcome back to the unofficial but official podcast for American Crime. Thank you guys for joining in. You can also find us here at crossfire.crusade.net. Our email is flatfoot at crusade.net. And for those of you on iOS and Android on the website, you can click subscribe, leave a five-star review, <laughs> get leave your comments that'll help us out in the rankings and make the show better for you. Or you could just give us a five-star rating to say, good job. <laughs> those are even better. I don't know. Do you even have to leave any comments? Can you just like just give the five star rating and keep No, on no, going? no. You always have to leave a a, a comment. Oh, when you people leave a are review. so lazy. They hate extra work. No, no, no. But it just helps us out because it helps us. We're trying to get paid, y'all. We're you doing say, this. Like them teacher stickers. Super awesome. Fantastic. Like this. Yeah, that'll be great. You don't even have give to give us an adjective. <laughs> yeah, just an adjective. With an awesome. exclamation point. <laughs> great. Or two or three if you like. Man, so. Long story short, um, this season for American Crime has been truly intense. I know for a fact that I've said before that I didn't like a few of the past episodes. But oh, really? I don't know if you straight up said you just didn't like them. Well, there was a few that I was kind of like, meh, as I said before. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But we're now on episode seven that we're calling Retribution. And I just want to say, just as a first reaction... I did not get to see American Crime Season 1 all the way through. But it seemed to kind of stay on the same case so far. But I, I can't really speak to that. But actually, this season of American Crime, in my opinion, has gone way different than I originally thought it was going to go. Because Well, well maybe because... I don't know. As you say, do it big, do it real big. No, I mean it's great. I'm not I'm not knocking it. It's just that, you know, you you only get the teasers before the season starts and you think it's this one story, but this one story just leads to this and then leads to this other thing. And then before you know it, you're like down on some other issues going on. So I really commend them for making a story that's complex and compelling and interesting and goes well beyond uh, an assault case, you know, uh, and it's not simple. Nothing is simple about this story at all. Actually, I can agree with that. And that's the thing that I love about this episode. My first response after fully watching it, granted, I'm sorry, guys, I only gave you one um, one viewing, but I tried to pay attention as many close details as I could. <laughs> We're getting really busy, but. Uh... I really thought that um, this episode was terrifically done it like as i said before that last episode was a bottleneck episode kind of but it ended with like a whoa no 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 no. but i mean like like the, that the episode before that one i think episode four uh-huh. no well, we five episodes, episode, we're on episode seven now so episode five mm-hmm. was kind of like whoa crazy Six was kind of like, uh. well, six had to get get us on the choo choo train to get us into seven. No, no, that's what I'm saying, and I All see right. where they're going now. That's why I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. All right, I did, I did watch it twice, but I really just watched it like I usually do. The first watch on ABC's Wednesdays Wednesday night ten nine Central. <laughs> I watch the first watch and I kind of just like just enjoy it. And then later I'll go back and and watch it again for things that I may not have caught, just because there are some distractions that go on when you're watching TV. But anyways, let's go ahead and uh. Well, let's get into the recap of the actual show. Sure. We're gonna um due to popular request, we are not going to be doing the recap of the recap, the road thus far as I like to call it. Sorry, I stole that from. We'll, we'll just recap just how the last episode ended. That brings into this to this episode. I guess that'll help some. Well, how did I don't remember how last episode ended? Yes, you do. Taylor got jumped. Oh yeah, so basically at the end of episode <laughs> six. six, thank six. you. At the end of episode six, Eric calls Taylor mm-hmm. to come meet him and say, "Hey, man, don't be a bitch. Come talk to me." I am really tired of Eric in this world or this word bitch. If you guys understand what I'm saying. Actually, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of bitch from Breaking Bad. It's not. It's not. Because how Jesse used it in Breaking Bad, it, it meant like a behavior problem. Right. And this way we know Eric uses like kind of like the way that it was meant, you know, to be used. Like, you know, you acting like a bitch, like a stupid woman, you know, and that's how he uses it for everything. And that's what he's usually talking about. What Jesse was like, 
you know, you you have bitch behavior. So that just means that you just not right. You you do me wrong, you do me dirty, that that bitch. <laughs> There's no reason why it can get dealt with, as Kevin said in the last episode. Right, exactly. So it just makes it seem like it's supposed to be someone who's weaker that you're kind of angry at, you know, for being weak. Well, so Taylor goes Ooh, and meets I think I stepped on something there. Okay. <laughs> well, Taylor goes and well, Taylor goes to go meet Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, who he think who he thinks is calling him for a meeting, mm-hmm. and he gets jumped by the rest of the basketball team. Right. So that's how episode six ends. So now, mm-hmm. episode seven opens up. At um, you see Eric's brother. I can't remember his name. I don't. Either. He's in Sorry, a hobby. Eric's brother. <laughs> yeah, Eric's little brother. Mm-hmm. I know why you pissed off, little brother, because no one knows who the hell you are. <laughs> Even his own parents. Yeah, they're like kind you're, of ignoring him. Go get your brother. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric's little brother is in a hobby store stealing paint. Mm-hmm. And as he walks, and as he's walking through the schoolyard, the protests that happened that's been going on since episode five is still happening. Mm. And didn't you see his Eric's little brother alone on the side of the building, and he's spray painting, "God hates fags." Yeah. Seemed like Eric has a little repressed anger and the brother is really upset with Eric right now. These boys just, they, I don't know what's wrong with them. So then it moves on to where Leslie, Dr. Graham is talking to Evie's dad. Mm -hmm. She's pleading with the father to sign this settlement deal saying that basically this, the Leland school decided to set aside some money for Evie's education. And it'll pay for tuition, tutoring, everything. And as he's looking... But the dad could use the money for whatever, you know, but that's what they're saying is for her educational expenses. And you can use, but it can be used at your discretion. Right. And... Sorry, I drew a blank. Oh, I think you're just trying to just talk about how, like, she she also says, oh, and I want to let you know. And at first, because he asked the question, he's like, oh, however I, he's like, how, whatever your discretion. And so he seems a little interested because the eyebrow raises. And then she says, I want you to keep in mind we're also offering ta- um, and Blaine the same, the same thing, right? Because right. it's a lot of money. We don't know how much, but it is a lot of money. But then she throws in at the end, you can, and you know, you can have this money as long as you decide not to pursue any actions against the Leland school. Right. Which is interesting to me because I'm like, and I think that's where he kind of paused a little bit because really his daughter has not been injured by the Leland school, right? Exactly. So he now sees it. Oh, it's hush money. You want me to tell my daughter to be quiet? Pretty much. And so at that point, I mean, what do you think? Do you think the dad is going to try to take the money or? Actually, I would think, well, we'll save that for later. Well, no, I'll no, go no, ahead and say it now. now. Yeah, yeah. Well, judging by the way things progress in the story, which we will get to, I think he might take the money okay okay that would be more of an interesting turn of events because evie is really as we see before in the last episode she says or was it episode five how many people have to say that it's rape before you say it's rape right she's very adamant about this but here's the problem though i think um i don't know how old evie is but i do think that she would also have to sign um for herself right I don't think so. I think because if she's a minor, the parents has to okay everything. Like the cops can't really like talk to her without the parents. Yes, being but there. her parents will have to tell her that she has to be quiet, right? That is true. Yes. So at some point she has to. Well, be it's on like board. this. Kevin is eighteen, so Kevin can be sued by Anne Blaine based on what happened, right? Right, 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 right. Well, if Evie is not, then the legal guardian, if she keeps opening her mouth falls on the dad so if the dad doesn't want legal recourse then he has to he's in a tight situation if he takes the money to make sure his daughter stay quiet exactly but when she turns 18 can't she have her own legal recourse Ooh, that's a question for some of you pre-law or current attorneys to answer for us and if you want to please email us at flatfoot at crusade.net 
and tell us the answer. We greatly appreciate it because we we are like novice legal aides here, but we do our best. We do our best. And it's also Chicago. It's Illinois. It's a different state. So states have different laws when it comes to these kinds of injunctions. So I'm not even sure. So now we, we move on to where Anne is speaking to a reporter mm-hmm. and the reporter is displaying her medical records and wanted to know, is this true? Mm-hmm. Anne explains that it was a breakdown she was a single mother. She left Taylor to stay with some friends mm-hmm. so she can get better. And now she is better. She didn't want him to go to the state, but she she felt it coming on. And to me, I think that that, that sounds, is a wonderful a and responsible and beautiful thing that she could feel that she was losing control. And she made sure she put her child in a safe place and she went and got better. And I think a lot of mothers do not like we we hear the horror stories right of when it's gotten to the point where they've actually hurt themselves or their kids and it's like whoa you know i'm sure they had an inkling before they totally lost their minds you know so i think and and we'll go through this but at first i thought man this mom is so like she's getting on my nerves she's just taking over and calling the cops saying or someone's raping everything and doing but now i'm like this is a strong woman she she has her head on her shoulders she does so go ahead. And so, you know, so her medical records have been leaked and we know who did it, right? Well, I'm not going to, I'm going to say, I don't know. Cause yes, I don't want to know. Are you we insinuating? Suspect. Are we you suspect. asking? Don't ask things, please. That's sorry. That comes up later. Uh, okay. <laughs> but then actually probably the next couple scenes, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, because, um, so when they're talking about how to, so Anne keeps asking the reporter, how did she get this? And then she keeps questioning. She says, well, do you want to know, are you asking to be a friend? Are you finding, are you want to know? Or no, no, sorry. Are you asking because you care? Are you asking because you want something to write about? Right. And she gets, and she seems frustrated and she gets up and walks away. So I don't know. I don't know what that reporter was trying to go with that. I think I know, but I think it's, I think this, the reporter's just trying to cover What's her your bases. side of the story? Yeah, she's trying to cover her bases because what? Because um, as you, we'll get into this later, but um, coach. Well, I mean, she actually, has the same let's go that ahead. Coach had what? What did yeah, coach let's say go about into her? Coach. Yeah. So, well, coach is talking to the reporter, and he's voicing his opinion of Anne Anne Blaine being mentally ill, and he basically says that he researched her attitude, her her attitude, Jesus, her her, her diagnosis, right? And knows that she's a liar. Um, she's prone to delusions, so she's delusion. She's delusional, and the boy is a liar. Mm-hmm. So, did you see the emails that he sent to my player? And he and coaches is all revved up. This mm-hmm. is the most revved up I've seen him the entire season mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. And so, and he asked her, "Do you did you see the emails he sent to my player?" Mm-hmm. And the reporter asked him, "Do you does it even bother you that her medical records were released?" illegally right you're not ever supposed that is never supposed to be public knowledge and that's what in the previous scene that's what Anne asked the reporter how did you get this that's right. you're not supposed to have these right no one's supposed to have those and so coach strategically doesn't answer her question he says what bothers me that her and her son tormented one of my players to the point he almost killed himself right and what you, as the audience, I think what we think is that Eric was at that point, close to that point, even before all this, because he has so much self-hatred. So I don't really, I'm not really blaming Ann and Taylor for this at all. Like, oh, no. Eric was already headed that direction, as we, as I talked about before with his mom being the way she is and then him hating himself for being homosexual. And he was already going down that route, unfortunately, and... This end and that that really that's not what pushed him over the edge. No, I think he, as you said, he was already headed there. But I right. think with the fact that he felt that he actually raped Taylor, it was guilt, right? Guilt. I think he was guilt ridden, mm-hmm. like um Ed- Edgar Allan Poe in the Telltale Heart. All right, had to go dig it up, right? Yeah, Confess. <laughs> yeah, he had to go dig it up. So those you, those of you, sorry, spoiler alert, but um, not by me. But if you guys Aww. into a good short story, if you. I have not heard the Telltale Heart. Go pick it up. And I read don't know. I don't want read. you to read it. I want you to listen to someone read it because it is so good. And it's on YouTube. Vincent Price. Um, who? Uh, who? Oh, you don't know Vincent. Anyways, I, I I don't know. Who reads it? Morgan Freeman. No, no, no. It's 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 done like during Halloween. It's like a tradition. Then it's Vincent Price. Okay, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so now, Coach and Doctor Leslie are talking. 
She's asking about the meeting with the reporter. He expresses that he got his points across. And he, sorry, and he asks, will she speak to the reporter? And Leslie is kind of like dodging him a little bit. She says, well, I'm glad you got to express how you feel. And when he asks her, would you report? Leslie says, will she speak with the reporter? Leslie says, no. Coach, you represent the boys and your word counts. That's what she tells him. To me, that sounds like she's pandering to Coach a little bit, like making him the poster boy, the patsy, if this really hits the fan. I, I don't, I don't know. So, and so she's like, you don't have me out there defending. You have me attacking the, um, the reporter. So maybe, so maybe here's my, what we were saying before. Maybe she leaked the, um, she leaked the records, right? How would she get them? I don't know. Powerful people got powerful friends. Anyway, so Coach stays behind when she leaves, right? What was Hold his on. point so, of doing that? Okay, so sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to go through the, their whole conversation. Because well, no, no, no. Their well, conversations are always really weird. No, but Coach, this is important. Okay. Because Coach asks her. So as they're talking, and so I'm not defending. I'm attacking. He questions the way she's always have a way of saying nothing, and she says that she could have done we, much more correctly. That this situation, he tells her that this situation could have been handled much more correctly. Yeah. So coach asked about, so then coach asked about the medical records. What do you know? Uh-huh. And she says, you are implying, you're not asking. Okay. Please do not and imply. How, how is this any different than any of the other conversations? Though? Because at this point. She's always dancing. No, no, no. <laughs> but at this point, and he's asking about what does she know about the records being released? She immediately jumps on the defense and says, you are not asking, you are implying. Like, basically, I must be the one who did this. Don't imply that. Okay. So he says, well, you know, my wife says I'm too trusting. And Leslie says, I can't speak to that. She's your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and as Leslie gets up, she the meeting is over between them two. Now, Coach is hanging outside the in the lobby area in front of her office with the secretary. He pretends that he left his glasses in there and asks, could he go back in and get them? Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that scene. He goes into Leslie's office. So you think he's going to look for proof that she maybe knew about the medical records or she's the one who leaked them? Well, I think so. That's what I was getting at before because he never see her get defensive. She's always has a, like she always dances around the answers or she has a, pre-planned structure of how to deal with certain questions before that question arrives. Well, maybe she didn't, she didn't know what he was talking about. Like what, you know, that I guess it caught, that caught off guard because usually coach is like receiving information, not trying to get it. And so I think that's just a, a little, a little playback, but I, dude, I don't think she did it. I know uh, Kevin's dad had the cop do it. So this is pointless in my opinion. That's where I'm going. Oh, how do you know? Do you know? Because I know. I know. know? Because what what else? He he asked for them. He says, I want you to like scare them off or whatever. And he's like, you know what you're asking me to do? Okay. So I was asking this cop to do something illegal. Leslie has no way to get these medical records. She is not a police officer, an investigator. She doesn't work in the medical field. How would she get that? A fake badge? No, someone with a real badge could get that information. Yes, okay. sir. All right. <laughs> well, the next scene, we got Anne is calling Taylor, and she's leaving him a message. She's trying to check on him because they're not talking to each other. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem to have him been speaking for a while or a week now. Mm-hmm. Taylor seems to be hiding, and you see him with the aftermath of what happened to him being jumped. He has bumps, he has bruises, Ooh. and two black eyes. He need to go to the doctor. So she and so she's expressing about the time that she left him to stay with Pam and she isn't giving up on him and she loves him. That's what she leaves on his voicemail. And then you find out Taylor is at Luke's home. I do not like Luke. I hate Luke. And where are his parents? Is he like an emancipated youth? I think he's one of the boys who killed his parents and put them in the basement <laughs> in a freezer. This is actually not funny. There is a kid who did do that. Remember? In Korea, that, that kid snapped and killed his mother and, and hit her in the house. There was a weird smell. No, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Well. So Luke asked Taylor, <laughs> ask about Taylor's pain because he seems like he's hurting. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about metaphysically. I mean, actual physically. physically. Yeah, of course. He's probably like, you know, holding his side, you know. And his jaw seems to be giving him problems. He said, well, you should go see someone. Mm-hmm. He expresses worry. But instead of like really acknowledging Luke, he expressed worry about his mom. And Luke says he needs to think of himself first and go to the cops. Mm-hmm. Taylor seems just pissed off and leaves. <laughs> Yeah, I just Luke Luke to me never says the right thing and I just don't like him. Well, he just as he said as like Taylor him. told his therapist, he's seeing a guy that just doesn't get it. Yeah, and you know who did get it? Evie. Yeah. I can get her. Oh, baby. Which which she comes back. And now so this has all been kind of like heavy. We're like, "Oh, these these boys are going through it, right?" And now we see, "Uh-oh, it's gotten to the it's now older generation with the mom. Oh, now you got Terry LaCroix. She's <laughs> at her job. The her I think her boss comes in. Mm-hmm. Named Anderson. He comes in. And he asks, is everything uh, maybe they're okay? Like maybe the co-workers. Same level, maybe. But, co-worker mm-hmm. or something. It doesn't, he's like, well. Because she asks, oh, well, go ahead. Say well, basically, he says. he says that he's asking how everything is everything okay based on how all these things played out and how public. It is if she needs to relieve some of her stress, take some time off or relieve her her profile, let him know. And he'd be willing to help. L- lower her profile, right? You know, like, just just go away for a little while until things die down. And she's and, like, no, no, I need to be at work. This is where I need to be. And, and he keeps persisting. And she said, is this coming from upstairs? And he said... He's trying to keep it from gum coming from upstairs, basically. Right. So. So if if she needs anything, let him know. Right, and she's just like, okay. Which I thought that was an interesting little tidbit because it seemed like now she's getting on the outs at her job, mm-hmm. and they're trying to really. Um, it's one of those sticky situations where they're like, oh, you need help. We'll help you. And then you say, yes, I need help. Then they get rid of you. Kick <laughs> <laughs> to the curb. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It's weird to me that even that would come up because really I'm like, what did they really say about her son? You know, like, I, I don't even know what they've said about him. Well, there was a report that came out also in the newspaper about how the son is being sued about her the harassment or whatever that happened at the party. Oh, so like school harassment or something or bullying or I mean, yeah. what, what is the exact lawsuit, really? Because I don't I don't really remember them actually saying she's like, they never oh, you're said. suing my son. And I'm like, suing him for what exactly? I um, because I he's it. some about him being in charge of the party and creating a dangerous situation. Oh, or something okay, like that. maybe, maybe. But to me, that's still not enough to be like, it's oh, not. now, now the mom needs to take time. I mean, really, are, is anyone ever going to remember I a think, story that small? But anyway? I think maybe at her firm or wherever she works, they're really big on image, I guess. And this is now something outside. So what do you think she should do? Take Nothing. A break? No, oh, just because keep if on. she takes a break. She's going to have a permanent break. <laughs> Lord. All right. Well, I think that's all we see of her for this episode, right? The LaCroix just really don't feature that much. I don't remember. We'll okay, just keep yeah. going. If they show up, they show up. But then we move on to the next scene. Sebastian is reading a news article by the reporter when he is told that he has a customer. We finally get to know that. Like, I'm tr- I was like, how does he fit into the story? And, you know, funny enough, I didn't know mom has also been watching the show. And she was like, yeah, I was like, well, how's this guy fit in the story? Because we were all confused. He's making grilled cheese and soup for his girls. You know, we're like, how does he fit in the story? And I think his role is going to be bigger. They're slowly bringing him in. Somehow he's going to blow this stuff out the water. Somehow. Well, because, well I'll get to that later. Okay. But I think he he's a, well, from what we know of the last episode, mm. he works, well, he can do, he can work on computers. So I'm pretty sure this place where he works and sells comic books and works on computers possibly mm-hmm. and taylor is looking at a manga poster and he buys this red poster of a japanese female warrior mm-hmm. and he goes home puts up the poster and he begins to cry but then text someone can you meet me i need to buy something and it was interesting because now if you really know stuff on his walls a lot to do with knives and 
I was like, hmm, he's really into manga and swords and something about that. Something about that warrior woman really spoke to him. I don't know. I thought it was a very interesting poster. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he has a lot of but on but when he's at his room when he's in his that's what room, I was saying the other posters also the other have posters or knives in them. but one of the but if you remember one of the posters the samurai warrior was stabbing himself yes right right the one he puts right next to it like what what is that what is that called when when uh, the samurai would, would kill themselves I forget the technical term but it's an honorary death. Because it's the last way, like, if you did some dishonor someone, then you kind of ritually suicide yourself. I'm, I'm going to think yourself. about it because I was really pissed off at that. Spoiler alert, everyone. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The Ronin movie. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, what's it called? 37 Ronin? Yeah, I'm just pissed. At this, this stupid. <laughs> so Taylor, so now Taylor's sitting, he is sitting outside. He seemed to struggle to find the words. And then Coach's daughter walks up. What's her name? Beth? I think so. I always forget. Coach's daughter goes, comes up, and she sees Taylor. And she looks at his face, and she says, ask about his face. He says he got stomped. He asks Beth, does she, has, and does she have anything for the pain? And I was like, what the hell? Is this Doogie Hauser? Uh-uh. I mean, how is she going to help out with the pain? And then she pulls out this bag. Uh-huh. And she says she's and she looked like she's dealing some oxycontins. And she says, "Oh, I have some oxycodone." And he buys some pills. He asks her to stay and chill. And she says, "I heard you were gay." And does it? How does that work? Does anyone turn you on? And I was like, "Ooh, get it, girl." Oh no, because because he he mentions that he's not. Or something, somehow she figures out that he could go both ways. That's why she asked, like, well, does any anything turn you on? Like that. And so she like, leans in and starts to kiss him. But I feel it doesn't seem to work. Uh-huh. And she says she got to go. And uh-huh. then she leaves. So I was like, what's up with this? What's going on with her? Because I have no idea. I mean, I going on this this is the kid's side hustle she's not rich you see both their parents work i know she's a i know this is her side hustle she's Mm -hmm. a dealer but i mean the kiss oh i guess she's just she's curious about this guy he is a good looking boy hey man and you know some girls be like let me turn him out Mm -hmm." man (laughs) if that was the case i'd have played gay a long time ago jesus but <laughs> surprised you never tried. Eh, no. Oh, point. that that killing. S- s- uh, I don't the, see Japanese. The ritual suicide. Seppuku. Yeah. Mm. Seppuku. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. So now we're at Eric's Makes home. Makes you feel better. I found the word. <laughs> the dad comes in and asks why is he not at school. He's talking to Eric because Eric is sitting down on the couch, and he says, "You need to get into this punk ass kid." And he said, you need to get into a routine. They begin to talk about his little brother, Eric. I mean, sorry, they, sorry they're talking about the little brother. Uh-huh. The dad expresses how he needs help. His whole life has fallen apart. <laughs> Gee, dad, you think? And the dad's like, <laughs> what you think is happening to me? <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, the dad just seemed like, I understand the dad's under a lot of pressure because he has to try to figure out, well, my son's gay. You know, the dad has a lot of bombs that were dropped on him. My son's gay. He may have raped the boy. He won't go to school. He won't go to school. I'm in debt. I'm in debt. This little one is angry. My this ex-wife is falling apart. She don't she don't love him no more. So and they don't even live together. They haven't lived together for like 17 months or something like that. So yeah, things are probably difficult at work. But then Eric expresses he does everything for the family. It, because of him, he goes to Leland. He works hard to try to get the scholarship and play basketball. And he also, he feels like he's under a lot of pressure to be a big brother for his little brother. Yeah, well, that's life. And he expresses his frustration and walks the hell out. Mm-hmm. Then ends at work. She gets a call from Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Sebastian says how he wants to help. He says he can help. And she asks for him. Oh, well, she asked for him not to call, but he's trying to explain to her. He understands what Leland is trying to do to her. And they need. She needs help. He can help her out with the internet bile or something like that. And I was like, how is this dude going to help with that? 
I don't know. Maybe he's going to hack into the school system. No, but it's not coming from the school. I don't remember him mentioning Leland in that conversation. He did. I mentioned. I remember him mentioning, like, you know, all the things online. I can help with all the, the, the basically the trash talking online. That has nothing to do with the school. Those, you know, kids and the but community. But he mentions, he mentions Leland. Okay, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You didn't matter. hear it. Don't worry. Okay. I'm just giving out intimate details. Mm-hmm. So now Eric's alone. He's just standing out in the open, as we saw in one previous episodes before with the muscle car. I thought this guy, I thought he was texting the guy. He's texting someone, and then this minivan pulls up. (laughs) And he tells the dude, hey, I thought you'd drive a muscle car. And he says, well, if I told you I drove a minivan, you probably wouldn't want to hook up. And then the light bulb for me goes off. So that's how we connected it all. And I, I suspected as much, but I didn't think that he was having sexual intercourse and i think i'm still right i think i'm still right that he is not having intercourse he's uncomfortable taking it too far so the guy they get in he says hey do you want to go somewhere i mean hey look do you have I, a place that you like to go i yeah. think the guy asked him that and he's like no. no so i think eric's really new to this it's he's using some app on his phone yes Okay, yeah, no, sorry. I, I was just thinking she, she about... She had an epiphany. I did, but I don't want to share it, so I'm going to keep it to myself. So the guy, <laughs> the guy says, hey, Todd is my real name, which I'm like, nigga, you lying. I mean, G- boy, you lying. <laughs> Lord. And he says, man, I have a wife. I have two kids. I just need a little time to be myself. I thought he said he had, like, an infant baby. No, well, he said two kids. I have a wife and a baby. I don't remember no, two kids. No, he said two kids. Mm, no, I don't think so. No, I don't care. Okay. You, a wife and a new know. baby. That's what he didn't say. He that. said two kids and a no. Nope. Yes, not, no two kids. Yes, nope. but we're arguing semantics. <laughs> who cares? He's not there with his wife and kids, so who cares? He's trying to get booty from a little boy, mm, an angry boy. And so he said he needs a Eric little time. Looked like a serial killer though, standing there like that with them dark circle inside. He never smiles. All was just angry, angry, angry. And he said he needs a little time to be himself. And as they're driving, he's having small talk. Eric, <laughs> big talk, really? No, small talk. Mm. So Eric says he small just talks wants... about the weather. <laughs> well, no, while they're driving, he's like, "Do you like to go someplace? What is it like you do?" Mm-hmm. So Eric is starting to really talk to him about the crap that he's going through. Mm-hmm. And so they go to the park. Todd begins to drink a beer, and he's taking Viagra because he say he doesn't like to get up. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, maybe you really don't want to do this." <laughs> right? You have a wife and kids at home, so. So he talked about how he couldn't get it up. He begins to talk about this kid at school. He said he doesn't want to hear it, but Eric just keep talking, not listening to the dude. And the dude just turns around and punches the crap out of Eric. Blood splatters Oof. on the passenger Oof. side when inside the window. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. Then I felt really bad because I was like, oh, don't be a victim. Don't be, don't, don't, don't fall to Jack the Ripper. Don't be a victim. I mean, yeah, I was like, is this the guy a serial killer? You know, because, I mean, they're just fighting and going at it, but Eric does escape, which I was surprised. I really thought that guy was going to kill him. I did too, but then Eric pulls something out, and, and I think he stabbed the guy in the throat, because then as the scene is ending, this scene is, uh, as the scene ends, the guy is gurgling and holding his throat mm-hmm. as Eric runs out the car, drops something on the ground, and runs off. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so Taylor goes to Pat's. I don't know. The Pat woman. Is, I don't think that's her name. You called her something else earlier. No, Nate is her husband. Uh-huh. So, I will move it down in a minute. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, Pat asks about his face. He says it's okay. Taylor mentions how they're talking about his her, his mother, and Pat's get gets him gets him some water, then tries to explain to Taylor that his mom loves him. Mm. While professing, he cuts her to borrow some could he borrow some of Nate's tools to fix his bike. Mm-hmm. And she says Yeah, he says the reason why he's all banged up, he fell off his bike. That's messed up because isn't every abused person they use that? I fell down a couple stairs. I know, like, I and, I, and I love people are like on your eye. <laughs> how many people? How many people fall on their eye? I mean, that, that's kind of hard to do to fall on your eye. I mean, well, this one time I was my dad and okay, his, no, 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 no. My dad one time had a clothesline in his backyard, 
and I clotheslined myself like literally like WWE running from my brother, my half brother. Mm. And it was weird because it was like really I kind of flipped. <laughs> but how did you get just one black eye? No, I didn't have any black okay, eyes. Okay, then that didn't have anything. That's what I'm talking about. But I had this. But I had this really weird, like, look like cut on my neck, because I hit that clothesline really hard. So people thought but you still didn't fall on your eye. This no, story still, is inconsequential. But it no, it's not inconsequential because there was a really huge like mark on my neck that my counselor in middle school thought something was up, and I was like, "Woman, you crazy." Mm. So as Taylor says he needs to fix his bike, he goes to get the tool. He tries to open this lock box. Mm-hmm. Did he get the box open? I, I don't know. Then he goes into the bedroom. He begins to search f- for something. But he finds a gun in the bedroom in the bottom That's drawer. what he was looking for all along. He thought it was in the toolbox. Who gives a shit? No, I'm but, just but you're like, he's looking for something. Then he, he stumbles across the gun. What do you mean, who gives a crap? That's why. That's what he was looking for. Well, why don't you say something instead of playing on your iPad? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So, basically, so then, as he, after he finds the gun, he leaves, and he shows him walking through the woods, holding the gun in his right hand, and then he's target practicing on a tree, he be- as he sits down, he begins to get teary-eyed, and he tries to write in his spiral notebook as he's popping the oxycodone. I don't know exactly that's what he has. We don't know, right? Because is that what he specifically asked for? This is what Beth told him. She's but selling him. But she also him. gave him something else that he chose too. She told him this was oxycodone that she got and from her mom. And what was the stuff he, he chewed from the bag? It was also some kind of like weed or something. No, it wasn't. He didn't chew. Any... Yes, he did. It came. It came out the bag. He was chewing it. Do you have any proof of this? From the episode. Show me. I can't show you right now. We're in the middle of the show. But anyways, he takes a whole. But he takes a multi. He takes more than one kind of thing. Who cares? He takes the pills and then he begins tripping balls. He sees the warrior chick. She comes over like she's climbing on top of him. But then flashes that she's stabbing him in his stomach with. A katana blade, flashes of Evie and Eric. The the stabbing in the stomach was the last flash that he had. Then he begins to write a hit list. Maybe. <laughs> well, he begins to write a list of Eric, I'm Kevin. I'm calling it a hit list. Eric, Kevin, Wes, and Leslie Graham. Mm. And then that's the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. The next scene, Taylor's at the at Dr. Graham's office. She's not there. The secretary is making small talk. She mentions that the school could have handled his situation better. Mm. Taylor and as Taylor's listening, because he just seems a little nervous. But she's asking, Are you gonna come back here? And he says, No, he doesn't think so. And she wishes that the school could have handled it better. And as she says that, Taylor goes off and begins to watch these dance the ballet dancers practice. Well, it's kind of like, it just felt like she reached him, you know, and he kind of calmed down. Like, he wanted to speak to uh, Leslie Graham, and she wasn't there. But this woman, and then they flashed to her face how she looks and how she's looking at Taylor, not as someone who she should be disgusted by, but someone who was, like, Actually genuinely caring for him. Exactly. Like, I'm really sorry that this happened. You really got, like, the short and the stick, you know. It's sad to see this happen. And then he kind of, like, you can just see him kind of, like, <sighs> you know, like, like he bre- exhale. He breathed a sign of relief. You know, because someone cares. she was genuine. She was really genuine. And I thought that was really sweet. Well, that was powerful to me because it seemed like he says he has a boyfriend who doesn't care. He doesn't feel like his mom cares and she's so consumed I with mean, taking I down Leland. I think he knows she cares. He's just... He doesn't feel it. Well, he's, he's more so trying to protect her, right? He's like, they say all these things about my mom and my mom, you know. Just let's let it go, mom. It's going to hurt you, mom. You know, he's more concerned about her and how she's going to handle it. He doesn't want her to break down. And as she seemed, yeah, and as she seemed to reach him, he gets up and leaves in a hurry, but he seems to have left the notebook. He leaves the notebook at the when he goes to see the ballet dancers. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think he left. It just seemed like he was like, oh, that was nice. And he gets up and he's like, he seems to be leaving in a good mood because he kind of has like a smile on his face. You know, like, and I think the thing of leaving the notebook was like, 
I don't need like cut it physically. I don't need, I don't to. need to worry about this anymore. Yeah, I can put this behind me now, right? Like I've been acknowledged. To, yeah, and I don't have to be this upset anymore. But I think that was his biggest issue. Like Eric didn't want to talk to him. He doesn't feel like he acknowledged him. Mm-hmm. Something has happened between them where he's like, whether with rape or not, mm. he's trying to get past it. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but Eric is treating him like a wasted bag of trash. <laughs> I don't think he wants Eric to like him, but I think he feels like not only did you assault me, but then you got your friends to assault me too. I mean, come on. Really? And so <laughs> it wasn't good enough to hurt me once. You had to hurt me twice. Well, I'm just going by what he said mm-hmm. to his therapist that Eric doesn't get to hide. I have to hide. I'm at Marshall. I'm doing this, but it seems like Eric is invading his space everywhere he is. Yeah, it seems like Eric can live a good life and not ever think about what happened. And I had to think about it all the time. Yeah, you know, and that's all. And he that's wanted. what being victimized is. You just the person who usually does it to you doesn't think about it again after it's over. But he doesn't know what Eric is going through on his no, end. No, because Eric doesn't talk to him. Of course not. Why would they? Eric used him. I know. Mm-hmm. But while Taylor is leaving, I believe Wes. From the basketball team, the tall white player for the team mm-hmm. begins to threaten Taylor. Mm-hmm. Grabs him, he's like, "What's up, you little snitch? Who you? What's up, you little bitch? Who you snitching mm-hmm. to? Who you snitching? I will kill you if you snitch. I will kill you." And then, if goes silent, mm-hmm. West's face changes, mm-hmm. and then the camera pans down where West is holding his stomach, mm-hmm. and you see the blood. Um, filling up his white shirt. Mm-hmm. Taylor seems genuinely shocked away. and walks away. He does that Jason walk away. I mean, it wasn't to me. It didn't seem like he had a little pep in his. He step. wasn't running. He was just walking. Well, because I mean, and I, or maybe they just slowed it down. But no, he didn't look like he's running though. No, that's what I'm saying. He didn't look like he was running. I call it that Jason Voorhees walk. <laughs> mm. So. Leslie's at the crisis meeting, the one that she didn't want to go to. Mm-hmm. And she's given a lesson on crisis management. And then she receives a call from the Leland school and she runs out of the meeting. No, at first she doesn't answer it. Remember? She doesn't answer no, the No, she phone. does answer it's, the it's phone. It's a text. It's a text that comes through. She looks down and then she just, she just walks out. Well, I didn't out. see the text. I just, well. No, she didn't answer the phone. She's in the middle of a speech. She just looks at it and then puts it down. But then when it comes through, like the text message, then she just walks off so now taylor goes to his mom and says he's in trouble Mm -hmm. well now the next thing ends at work taylor comes to her job says he's in cult and says he's in trouble she takes the gun from him locks it away in her purse in a cabinet Mm -hmm. the phone rings and the whole time this is already on the news oh yeah yeah so she she already knows from what she saw in the news because like her co-worker said leland isn't that the school your son goes she's like oh he doesn't go there anymore and she looks up, and then her son comes in looking like how he does, and she's like, give oh, it to me. Oh, what did you do? G- give it to me. Give it to me, right? <clears throat> and so she tells the cop she doesn't know where he is this whole time trying to, you know, crisis management, crisis manage her son. <laughs> Taylor seems to disappear, but he's at the table holding the gun. And at this point, I was like, please don't kill yourself. Please don't shoot yourself. It's not Why? that Why not? bad. What do you mean not that bad? He just murdered a student. That dude ain't dead. Uh, you you really? I'm pretty sure he ain't dead. Okay. I'm just saying, I don't think he's dead because white people like to survive. Mm. But I was hoping Taylor didn't wouldn't kill himself because I was like, you're stronger than this, Taylor. I want you to make it, Taylor. I like you, Taylor. Mm-hmm. But then she talks the gun from him and then she calls the police and says she has him and empties the restaurant. And this is the end of that episode. Yeah, she says he's not armed. But what I thought was really cool is that, like, um, she's just holding him and she's like, he's not armed. And they're like, you know, the, 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 once the responder figures out who she's talking to, she's like, you need to get out. Everyone get out. She's like, no, I'm not leaving him. I'm not leaving him, man. And then, you know, she just hangs up and she, she tells her coworker, you need to make sure everyone gets out the restaurant, you know. And so, but the way she handles it, she is very calm to me. And she's like, I'm just going to sit here with my child and it's going to, you know, whatever it's going to be is going to be. And I just like, wow. And. 
Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, oh, I'm so, <laughs> so sorry, So I'm like, people. it was so sweet to me how much she loved her boy. I did skip this one scene. What scene? Um, Remember when the brother Eric wrote fag on the school, God hates fags on the school wall? Mm-hmm. He gets caught. And so he's in the office with Dixon. And Dixon is talking to the dad. This mm-hmm. this is when he goes home and he's fussing. The dad is fussing with Eric later. Right. And right. he's like, but this protest is going on and you hear the the like the Hispanic people out there chanting for no justice at the school. And Dixon tells his dad that, you know, why is he writing hate speech is unacceptable here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it wasn't hate speech. It's just something that's going on between him and his brother. Wow. And he said, well, if this is a, an, an, basically, if this is in-house, you need to keep this in-house. And he said, you're telling me how to raise my family when you have this going on at your doorstep? Mm-hmm. You handle that, and I'll handle this. And I was like, dang. And then it gets into the scene where he goes home and he bitches at <laughs> Eric. Yeah. So, yeah. So, predictions or thoughts that will happen well, I, in the future. Oh, I, mean, I think I gave a prediction about the whole show. I mean, the whole episode recap, but really, I think Wes is dead. I don't think he's dead. But, um, I have no idea. I just <laughs> think that, um, this, they threw me a big curve. I don't have any real, real predictions at this point. Really? You don't know where they're going to take the story next? Well, I think this is what's going to happen. I okay, I have an see, idea. Here's my thing. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I got an idea. We don't know what happened to Deputy Todd that got killed in the uh, who got stabbed in the throat. I called him Deputy Todd. The the dude in the minivan. Why are you calling him Deputy Todd? I don't know. I was making fun of him. Cause that's what he looks like. He looked like a cop oh, to who's me. Who's Deputy Todd? Nobody. Oh. No one okay. is Deputy Todd. Okay. Just Todd. Okay. Sorry. I'll rephrase. <laughs> Todd. The guy in the minivan. Oh, his name is Todd. See, I forgot. Well, because he said, hey, Todd's my real name. I don't freaking care. And that's what I was like. Nick. He looks like a serial killer. Dude, I don't trust anybody. He pulls up in a minivan and says, like, if I pulled up in a minivan and I'm like, Jamise, Anthony is my real name. Immediately just divulge that. Mm. Would you believe me? I immediately thought I was like, this is not going to end well for Eric. Like, seriously, that's what I was thinking. No, I know. And that's why I was like, if he showed up in a muscle car, I'm like, eh, maybe it's that dude before. But the dude showed up in a minivan trying well, to look friendly. Well, the dude before in the muscle car seemed nice, at least. I mean, weird, but nice. Yeah. I thought that was his boyfriend, though. I did. An older boy that already turned him out. But I guess, I mean, they may, it looks like they've met before, you know, so they may be already be like comfortable. Well, with this each has other. been going on because they said, hey, I don't like you like that. So maybe this is a reoccurring customer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to get my kisses. Man, it's like having a kissing booth. Remember the kissing booths? And you nope, could like. Never did that. No, I didn't say you had to do it. I'm just like, you've heard of it. I've heard though. of it. I yeah. thought it was gross. Well, People got herpes on their lips, and now you don't kiss herpes. somebody. You don't have to kiss them on the lips. You can kiss them on the cheek. I'm just saying, every time I saw it, like in Revenge of the Nerds, the kissing booth, the girls like. Well, Revenge of the Nerds is a pervert movie, so. Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds. Anywho. <laughs> so I think what's going to happen, the body, the dude. So basically, we got the two gays of the, of the show killing somebody. And now. <sighs> yeah. And so if both they are both dead, go to jail. <laughs> yeah, they may have to share cells. They go to prison. They're not gonna let them share cells, honey. I don't know. I just I don't have any I thought I had stuff, but I think we meant I may have mentioned it before. Okay, well here's just some questions then that I just want to point out there then. How important is this whole protest thing going on, you know, with Principal Dixon? Like I, I don't I don't how important is this to this the story? I I just well, at this it's p- almost like, hey, look over here or something else. And it's like, yeah, but I'm, you know, why, why do I want to look over there? I don't want to look over there. Well, judging by what happened this episode, it is not that damn important. <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme you of got, things so far, it's got not. One, one boy probably killed a serial killer. Uh, maybe lauded as a hero. I mean, that's how I could see this going. And then you have another boy who's victimized and killed his bully. So it's like. Um, I think that's interesting, though. One dude who raped somebody who's, like, heralded as a hero killed I mean, somebody. Maybe, maybe. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the way Anne was spinning it. 
you know, oh, oh look yeah, at the, our the boy. hero to the gay, all gay athletes, right? Yeah, so oh. he's considered a hero to the gay athletes who kill somebody, but he's really a, like a hate monger. He's like, as he said before, I'm gay, but I ain't a faggot. Yeah, these 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 kids, man. But then you got Taylor, who's legitimately a victim, who's trying to get retribution. But you know what? Becca, the drug dealer, she might be going to prison, too. Becca was the aunt. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, coach's daughter. Yeah, let's just say coach daughter because we can't figure out her no, name. No, I know. It's it's Becca. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, maybe the aunt name was Beth then. I don't know. But anyways, coach's daughter, may all the kids going to jail. They, <laughs> The ones who skipping all the school, right? Because they're protesting. It's going to be, uh, what what is that? Truancy? Oh, yeah. And truancy then, And then you got the little drug dealer. She go. And then you got the, the, the prostitute killer. He's going. And then you got the bully kid. He's going. So, oh, I don't know. Maybe Kevin's also going for obstruction of justice or something and the detective is going to jail because he done leaked the, the documents i don't know everybody's going to or jail Betty, no 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 no. what happens is that no no Everybody no, no one goes to jail. to jail terry's gonna lose her job because now this is a big deal because michael lacroix is gonna because michael is gonna lose his job as an architect because i don't it, think he can lose oh, no, his listen, job listen because it's gonna come out if the the detective's gonna snitch on you know well i was put up to this and he's in cahoots it, with me. It doesn't matter. I don't care. But the architect becomes, can't get in trouble for that. Well, I'm just saying he gets with this. He, you know, he gets this becomes big in the news, right? This scandal. Mm-hmm. Then it's like the Lacroix family is on blast. Then she loses her job. <laughs> the dad ends up having to go to jail. And why would he go to jail? I just don't know. I'm just trying to put <laughs> Benjamin in jail. He's not going to jail. He hasn't done anything. He can make a modern art prison cell. Oh, jeez. So yeah, I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what's gonna happen next. It's really yeah, I have questionable. no idea. It's very. I mean, somebody's this, going to jail. Well, that's the prediction. Somebody's going to jail. Or somebody or everybody. <laughs> so at this point, so I would like to thank everybody for joining us. Um, thank you can find the show at crossfire.crusade.net. Also, if you have Android or iOS, you can click the subscribe buttons on the website and download your own thing. Let- and get flat foot on your Android iOS device. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys after the show next week. On uh, ABC Wednesdays, 10, 9 Central. I'm your boy Khalid. And I'm your girl Jamise. Thank you for listening. <laughs>